Welcome uh, to episode 232, 232 mate, isn't it? Uh, 232 of the Ben Briggs podcast, I am Ben Briggs, it is, ain't it just, it is Saturday people, uh, Saturday the 24th of July, 2000, 2021, and um, mixing it up for the intro there, Ben, oh yeah, yeah I am, I am, thank you. Um, I am, thank you, passive-aggressive, um, yeah, I hope you're doing well out there, um, let's have a little bit of water, I'm on water today, people, because it's fucking hot again, I am sweating like a fucking simile, uh, that isn't gonna be completed, um, there we go, bit of meta-comedy for you there, people, um, I'm also just realised that I've got the camera opposite me. I've got this fucking shitty brick wall background as if it, if as if that's fooling anyone. Yeah, let's be honest. Like I'm really sitting in front of a brick wall and that's not a piece of cloth. Um just for a background. When I move, when I move, when I eventually move, when this move eventually goes through, I'll get a decent background. And and we'll start doing this properly, shall we? But I've got an orange 1988 fucking Holland shirt on. Which I'm sitting on garden furniture. This is what it's come to, people. I'm sitting on yellow garden furniture with an orange brick background. And looking at the camera now, I just look like a floating fucking head in front of a in front of a microphone. Um, which is probably some sort of like metaphor for, um, uh, our co- constant need for attention by doing these podcasts, people. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's too deep shit for me. You know what I mean? Let's get back to talking about fucking people sticking things up their assholes again, like we did last time. Let's have a little bit of, uh, I'm on water, as I just said, people. Out of an orange cup as well. That's a nice view. Um, uh, out of a pink cup, rather. It's a nice view with all the. It's orange overload here. We're, we are. We are. If anything, the vitamin C podcast. This episode. Um, yeah. So, um, I have been watching the Olympics. I watched the opening ceremony. Well, I say I watched the opening ceremony. People, I was about to say I watched the opening ceremony. I watched quite a bit of it but it gets fucking dull doesn't it there's too many countries i know everybody gets a right to qualify hey man it's the olympics anyone can qualify these days you know what i mean if you freely um associate as being an olympian then you can be in the olympics is that it no you still have to qualify people but um it just gets a bit boring, doesn't it? You know what I mean? With all, I know the teams come out. I watch the opening ceremony. They fucking do that waving shit. They're carry, carrying their flag, the little flag bearer at the front with their country's flag, and they're all looking proud and that. And then the commentators or whatever are trying to make it more entertaining than it is by giving you a little bit of information about the country and things like that. 
It'd be in, it would be more interesting if they gave like facts about the horrendous crimes their countries have done. That's what they, that's what they ought to do, because it just gets boring. Just here's the next lot. Here's a guy on his own because he comes from a small country, but he's good at fucking. He's good at the yo-yo, so he's made it into the Olympics. I don't know. Some obscure, like, country somewhere where they're good at fucking, you know, throwing sticks really far so he's made it into the javelin. You know, he does <laughs> he does that regularly just to catch fish and feed his family. And now somehow he's made it to the Olympics. Somebody's heard about him. He's going, ah, I can throw a stick far. So I'll go for, uh, I'll go for the javelin. Or uh, some, you know, obscure country somewhere is really good at the high jump because they've got loads of fucking tigers on his island. And he has to jump up into trees away from them. I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, yeah. You can see originally with the Olympics how certain sports and that, you know, like when the old Greeks used to do it, had a had a bearing on uh, survival and things like that but um nowadays i'm not so sure but it just got it got monotonous and it got tedious and i think even the commentators themselves are saying you know beginning to scratch the bottom of the barrel with uh, the information that they could give about any sort of islands or whatever or any people um but, uh, yeah, they ought to do that. They ought to do that. They ought to say the horrendous crimes that each country have committed. Here's, uh, here's the team from Papua New Guinea. They used to chop people's heads off. <laughs> and they scoop out their brains and fucking... Here's a, here's a tribe from nowhere. They used to shrink people's heads. And here they are, carrying the flag, <laughs> adorned with shrunken heads. Proud of their heritage. <laughs> Here's England. They used to rule the world. Here's the UK. Here they are. That's the thing about it, isn't it? Every single country, like now, every single country has done something horrendous to a group of people. But the UK, we get it in the neck because we did it more recent than anybody else. You know, here's Yugoslavia. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. That was only the 90s. Um, here's Croatia and Yugoslavia still glaring at each other as they carry those flags. <laughs> just just the two teams circling each other in the middle. Um, maybe that's how war should be settled. Hey, man, that's how war should be settled. That's what everybody says, don't they? They ought to get, like, just a football team and another football team and then settle the wars like that. Yeah, it's not going to. If anything, that's just football or any sporting activity um, that I have noticed is just going to exacerbate the hate between two nations. Isn't it? As we saw in the Euros, didn't we? The uh, fallout of the Euros. <laughs> If you were walking around the next day in an Italy shirt, you'd have got battered. And rightly so. Who said that? 
not me. Um, yeah, so um, I watched a little bit of that. I've been watching a bit of the swimming. They start with the swimming, don't they? They all fucking love it, don't they? They get it, you know, carrying a flag round, walk around the stadium, then they all want to go for a bit of a dip. Um, so I've been watching uh, a bit of the swimming. It's hard to get into. Um, I don't really give a shit, really. Um, you know, they swim up and down. Either somebody will miles ahead or somebody won't be. Obviously, you cheer on your own nation, uh, GB. The interesting thing I um, I did say, he says, looking down at um, the notes he made, is um, the Russian Olympic Federation, is it? Or, or committee. Because loads of Russian people... They had state-sponsored doping, didn't they? Um, not like fucking, you know, tranquilizers or anything, but state-sponsored doping. So they can't be Russia. So now they've come up with a thing where Russian athletes can compete, but they have to get, it seems like they have to get drugs tested every five minutes. <laughs> Everything they consume. Somebody from the Olympic Committee is just like taking taking a bite. It's like they're in prison. <laughs> or, or somebody's put a hit out on them all. Somebody has to take a like bite of their food or a drink of their uh, 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 water or something like that. Just, to... hey man, is that a bottle of water in your hands? Why is it fucking blue? Why is that water bottle actually flexing? How many steroids have you got in that? Because they were all taking steroids and shit, they've got to, uh, they, they're under a different name. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, what is it? Russian. It's not going to be off the top of my head. Uh, Russian Olympic Committee, isn't it? Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Russia was sanctioned by the Court of Arbitration for Sports after it was accused of running a state-backed doping program. So instead, the country competes under the name the Russian Olympic Committee. <laughs> it, you know, it seems. Are we allowed to? De- are they not allowed to? <laughs> Not allowed to dead name them as Russia. They are now known as the Russian Olympic Committee. Um, and those athletes have passed, you know. That's what it's got to. Instead of banning all Russian um, athletes and teaching Russia, you know, a lesson not to have state-sponsored fucking... Um, backing of uh, of doping within their sports they've just changed the name <laughs> it's fucking brilliant oh you couldn't make this shit up people <coughs> oh dear uh you couldn't make this shit up sorry i got a bit carried away there i'm gonna have to have some water yeah you couldn't make this up so it's now the R- russian olympic no we have nothing to do with russia 
We are all clean athletes. Hey, <laughs> even that guy over there bench pressing a car. Yes, he's just very strong. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, so that's one aspect of it. How they've how they've managed to get round that. Um, I know. Uh, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, I've never known that to happen before. Once a country gets banned, it's like uh, all, when all English teams got banned um, from competing in Europe because of like the uh, hooligan situation in the 80s or whatever. They banned every team. You know, no team could compete, um, as far as I remember anyway. Um, but now they've just gone, no, we are, <laughs> we are completely clean. This is a new start for Russian sport. Terrible Russian accent, by the way, there. I just want to point that out. Um, they can get to doping them anyway, can't they? If they can fucking jab a needle into somebody and poison somebody in fucking Shrewsbury or Shropshire or wherever it was, um, I'm sure they can fucking sneak a couple of fucking steroids into a sandwich for them. I don't know. I don't know, people. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me being crazy. Maybe. So I've been watching the swimming, um, which was dull. I'm quite interested in uh, when the BMXing and the skateboarding starts. I have no idea how they're going to go about that. Um, I imagine it's just going to be judged on tricks and shit, isn't it? It's not going to be like a like a course of shit they have to do or whatever. Uh, but that might be quite interesting uh, to watch. Um, so, um, and I don't know how that works because, like, I know a lot of BMX people and a lot of um, uh, skateboarders, like professional ones, are sponsored and shit like that. So I don't know how that works with the the um, the uh, the Olympics. But then again. It's meant to be amateur sport, isn't it? But, like, you know, the top athletes or whatever are all sponsored and shit anyway, aren't they? Um, so, and I'll watch the boxing. Um, I'll watch the 100 metres final. Ladies and men's, yes. I'll watch both. Uh, I'll watch the 200s and I'll watch the 400s. I'll watch the relays. Um, uh, it's mainly the athletics. That I watch. That's the glory in it. You know. The pool thing or whatever. I, I I can swim and stuff. You know. Most people can swim and shit like that. Can't they? But I have no real interest. You're just like. Oh. You know. Oh he's doing a different sort of stroke. But he is still just going up and down. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I look at the swimming in the Olympics. Oh. He's going up and down the pool. Backwards now. Yeah, that's great. This is a great race. Uh, there's, uh, you know, he's done that little turn where they get to the end of the pool, don't they? Oh, now he's doing, you know, he's using both of his arms out of the water now and he's wriggling a bit with his legs or her legs or their legs. Isn't it? Now he's going faster at the pool. Now he's sort of like doing breaststroke up and down the pool. Uh, now he's doing backstroke up and down the pool. Now he's doing butterfly. Now other people are jumping in. I think this year, haven't they got a thing where uh, it's the first thing, like a medley thing? 
when men and women are on the same team. Hey, is this what it's come to? Men and women are allowed in the pool together. But apparently, um, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So, like, they... And each team can pick so they could have a man going first, a woman going first, and that sort of thing. So they're basically there to decide um, what leg of the relay that they want to lose by putting a woman into it. Oh, here we go. Naughty. No, um, so that might be quite good, actually. Um to see what strategy people use within that. But apart from that, with regards to the swimming, diving, I don't give a shit. In it, it's just like, you know. It's just falling with grace, isn't it really? You know, you just any sport that really you just, you know, you can drop off a you know, drop off a high place and and the way you get down is judged. And I, I've got no interest in that. I don't know where what is a good dive or what isn't a good isn't a good good dive, good good dive. You know what I mean? I watched the diving in the Olympics, and somebody somebody will jump in the pool, twirl round and shit like that. And I'm like, well, that looked good. And they're like, oh, no, he missed it. Uh, he missed it. His legs weren't completely str- How the fuck can you see that? If you blink, you miss it. Oh, no, he had his, like, small toe was sticking out. I have no idea. It's like, I, I'll, I'll, watch the, um, I'll watch the gymnastics. Not for any pervy reason either. I don't, like, sit there and go, oh, fucking hell, yeah, the fucking gymnastics is on lovely. How old's that one? I don't do that, but, like, you catch... I don't really go out of my way to watch it, but I'll have, like, that on in the background or something while I'm doing something else. I don't sit there, like, watching it. But every now and again, you see it, didn't you? And when they're... You know, they do... They do a lot of running, don't they? And then spring off something and then, you know, do a back somersault and then land. And then... When or bend it, you know either a guy or woman or whatever who's doing it, or they'll bend their back leg or something and go, oh, they've lost points there. Do they get nothing for, like, spinning around in the air and shit? Is it all based on the landing? But I watch that sort of thing, like, and the rings and those two bars that are at different heights where they're swinging around and that, and you're watching it and you go, that looks fucking amazing. That's brilliant. And they do all that swing and then come off and then, like, the way they land can fuck it completely. And I have no idea. I'm just watching it going, I have no idea whether that was good. It looked amazing to me. It looked fucking amazing. You know, the only bit is where they start pissing around with a ribbon and a ball. And I don't see. I don't really see, you know. Throwing a ball up in the air and then catching it. Is that really that difficult whilst you're, you know, kneeling on the ground and then getting up again and sticking your leg out? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's an Olympic sport, is it? (laughs) They still do that thing with a ribbon when they go around with a ribbon and, you know. 
like they're, you know, like a 1970s magician's assistant. <laughs> there to distract you. Well, the uh, magician is fucking, you know, leading in a tiger in a mirrored box so you can't see the tiger. And the next minute he opens it up and it's there. Isn't it? It just seems, yeah. It doesn't seem, you know, that brilliant. I'm like, really? You went to the Olympics to do that? There's a lot of sports like that in the Olympics. Where you just think, uh, I don't know. I'm not really that impressed. Like long jump. Wow, you can, you can, well done, you can jump a long way. I don't see the, I don't see the real, you know, thing in that. Massive run up. They do that thing, don't they? They get the audience, you know, people in the stadium clapping, although there won't be people in the stadium. They get them all clapping, don't they? Take a big run up. Jump quite far and then come and then they zoom in on that bit of plaster scene. And it's just got one little like spike mark on it. No, sorry, mate. Not this time, Betty. All that effort you put in. That must be the most disappointing thing when you make that jump. There's the big anticipation. You make you jump as far as you can. But you fall short of the world record or Olympic record. And then you look back and there's just a little spike mark in the plaster scene. So you you went over the board and still didn't jump as long as somebody else has jumped in the past. That must be the worst thing, I think. Competing in these events and not um, not not even breaking a record, you know. It would be nice. And then you've got another four years left to wait for it. You're never going down in history. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, what are we on? Sorry, I've been going on about the Olympics quite a a lot. But I will be watching it. I will be watching. And then catching every, you know, the gymnastics and shit like that. I'm not really bothered about that, to be honest. But like some of the new sports I might watch. And then obviously the athletics. That's the main thing in it. The athletics, really. That's what everybody's working up for. You know, like, that's that's why they put it towards the end, isn't it? They start off with the swimming because people are excited about the Olympics and they're basically like, right, I can put up with a bit of swimming for about five, five, six days, maybe. Seems to go on forever. Intersperse it with different things. But I'm really just, you know... I'm really waiting for these people to dry off so I can watch the athletics. That's basically it, isn't it? Um, anyway, talking about watching things, I did see the documentary Uprising. Hey, what? Um, I don't know why I did that just then, by the way. I'm trying to make it more exciting listening experience for you people, I guess. Um, yeah, I watched the documentary Uprising, uh, which is... a Round the race, riots, riots. Were they riots or was it just people standing up for their rights? Described as riots anyway. Uh, it's on BBC iPlayer. Um, those of you abroad, you may not be able to get that. Um, but it is on BBC iPlayer. 
It's like a multi-part documentary that um, talks about the sort of like catalyst of the race riots. Um, when was it? In London mainly. And how um, uh, the racial tensions uh, within the UK at that time. I think it was the 80s, late 70s, 80s, something like that. Um, uh, really, really interesting. Um Really, if if you're a white guy like me, kind of makes you feel bad. Um, but just really interesting how um, people were treated. I, I was born in '77, right? And um, uh, I went to quite. Um, hey guys, when I was younger, I had a lot of. I had a lot of black friends, a lot of Asian friends. Uh, no, um, I went to quite a multi-ethnic school um, where I was. Um, Although I lived in um, uh, Moulton Village, I didn't go to Moulton School when I was younger. I went to Western Favel School, which was quite a multi-ethnic school because it was close to, uh, in Northampton, the eastern district of Northampton, which was known as sort of like the London Overspill area. I don't think that's derogatory in any way. I'm uh, sorry, I'll take a bit of water here. Yeah, so the school I went to, because a lot of people moved up from London because it was cheaper housing in Northampton, but still only an hour away from London on the train. So you could live in Northampton and commute to London if you needed to. Or a lot of families just moved up because it was cheap housing, um, over, which is mainly the Eastern District side of Northampton. A lot of cheap housing and... Um, uh, it, it it was cheap housing for people moving up in London when the house prices and things were going up uh, there, like in the early 80s and uh, late 70s. But as a backdrop to that, obviously, if you have cheaper housing, um, a lot of um, immigrants can afford to live in those areas or usually in cheaper housing areas, people coming into a country haven't got as much money, so they're going to live in that sort of area. So... Um, there was a lot of um, uh, ethnic diversity in my school, even at that point. Um, in the 80s, uh, when I went to, well, 90s, really, when I went to uh, uh, Western Fable School. Um, I think I went there in 1990 and then left in 95, 96, something like that, after my A-levels. But anyway, it was interesting just to get a backdrop of um, uh, the sort of, like, divide... And it's really interesting, just a really interesting documentary how that funneled through society. And um, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd just thoroughly recommend it. If you're interested in, um, you know, th that sort of thing, people's rights, how people are treated, uh, how people were treated, and where all this, you know, hey, man. All lives matter, man. You know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that, um, where all all of that, you know, has a... Because a lot of the things you hear about in America, that's the thing about uh, anything race-related. A lot of the things you hear, you see, you see, you'll see documentaries on Netflix or whatever, and um, it's all American, you know, and it seems a fucking million miles away. And you can be living, like, in the UK and think, hey, well, I've never really noticed that bad, uh, you know, 
disparity between um, different races or any sort of like racial tensions or anything like that. You can, it's easy to say that. Um, but um, this is a documentary about what, specifically what happened in uh, Britain, like uh, particularly London at that time. And um, it's just fascinating, really. I'm, I'm fascinated by um, by that sort of thing. I, th- I think I, I was discussing with my girlfriend recently. I think I'm fascinated by it because I don't really understand it. Not, you know, I don't understand why people are like that. And I'm not holding my hands up going, hey, man, I'm so woke, man. I'm so fucking woke. But I just don't, I don't get it. It doesn't click with me um, why people are like that. But it just, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm fascinated by sort of like social history and um, particularly between sort of like different races and things like that. Um, because we all, man, we are, we're all... You know, it's all about what's on the inside, man. I don't mean to be wishy-washy or anything like that, but it's it's a fucking good documentary series. Um, it's fucking very eye-opening. I would thoroughly recommend watching it. I enjoyed it. Um, if anybody from other countries are watching it, I know I get a few listeners in America and stuff, um, it'd be interesting for you to see sort of like, um, sort of like the parallel things that um, run through um our society and your society because they are so interlinked you know what i mean i know like there's a lot of differences between the uk and america but like there's a lot of similarities as well um and it is that fear of the other you know what i mean that's all it is isn't it it's fear of the other anyway um that's that isn't it? It was it was just interesting to watch. Um, you know, like, I mean, some horrendous things happened where, like, you know, like there's a fire in a party and things like that, and it just like people being attacked and shit like that, and it's just, um, you know, it's a real. I I remember them the like Brixton riots and things like that vaguely. At least I think I do, you know what I mean? Maybe it was just like, it's just stuff I've heard and I've thought, oh, I was alive when that happened and then just connected the dots or whatever. But anyway, it's a fucking good documentary. I thoroughly recommend you watching it. Um, That is episode 232 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, If you have any questions, trials, tribulations, contact me at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk I will be back on Tuesday motherfuckers have a good rest of your weekend Um, and I shall speak to you then take care